Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
this is me, all right. Hila Settle settling in from the greatest showman movie, one of the best soundtracks of the year without question. And welcome to episode number 104, ladies and gentlemen, of your Wrestling Revisited Time Machine show here on Tuesday night, January the 23rd, 2018, ladies and gentlemen. 1-724-444-7044 before I'm your host, the ringmaster, if you will, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and joining me on the line tonight, however, for episode number 104, as always, my raw tag team partner, the man who brings you birthdays and dates every day on the Talk Shoe Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. He is none other than the human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. John, how are you tonight? And speaking of Raw, we just left a big party on last night on Monday Night Raw. We did. We really did. It was quite a night, however, at the Barclays Center and the Manhattan Center. But it was not without controversy, though, mind you. But needless to say, the ratings for Raw shot up through the roof for the first time in a couple of years. They definitely, however, showed that this was me, however, last night, however, despite the fact that there were some questions going into the show. And we'll talk about those, however, as we take a look back at what was a very, well, unique 25th edition of Raw. But as we begin the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, however, we'll talk about it right now here on the show, however. And we'll start off, of course, with the big story, John, that everyone is talking about is Mr. How You Doing Himself. Well, he's not doing good, let's just say. He is in hot water, and needless to say, he was forced to drop the Cruiserweight title however, earlier today due to allegations of apparently of rape well, he has now been fired from the WWE as he was given the F-I-R-E-D notice today, however. And right now, charges are pending against him. We are talking about Enzo Amore, where apparently some woman out of Phoenix, Arizona, let's just say, claimed that she was sexually abused and assaulted by Enzo last October. And as a result, the WWE took action on this matter, however. And as a result, however, they told him today, however, uh, that he is fired. Uh, your thoughts about the uh, story involving Enzo? Can it get any worse with Enzo? Well, guess what? Things just did. It did indeed. And there's only two words to describe him. No, th- and the five syllables. Yes. And I'm yes. going to spell it out. Please do. Y O U R E S I R E D. Yes, indeed. He is in really hot water right now. We understand that WWE, however, however, needless to say, uh, definitely uh, had to rewrite the show. We understand, however, the show last night. They were planning to do something with him, however. But before the show took place, they said, however, he was supposed to appear in a matchup against Goldust during the third hour of the show from the Barclays Center. The site reports, however, at the time, however, that the match would have led to the Dudley Boys coming out and getting involved after Enzo's, quote, Zoe Train attacked both Goldust, a.k.a. Dustin Rhodes, however, and Cedric Alexander, which would have led to the Dudley's point one of Team Enzo members to a table. Well, once Amore was removed from the show, WWE had to rewrite the segment, however, to be involving Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus Heath Slater and Rhino, with the Dudleys putting Slater through a table. The rewrite was done less than an hour before showtime, and as a result, Goldust and Alexander were removed from the Raw show entirely, and the Zoe Train was sent over to the Manhattan Center to work possible dark matches. But speaking of the Manhattan Center, John, we understand that the fans in the Manhattan Center were not very impressed with the show, and actually were convetching and whining about what happened last night about what was going on at the Barclays Center, and they actually took offense to some of this uh, 
activity that went on over in, in their neck of the woods. What were your thoughts about that whole ordeal? I agree with that. Yes, I mean, if you think about it, it was, it was very interesting to see what happened last night. I mean, the show started out, of course, with an interesting beginning, if you will, involving Jr. and the King, of course, checking in from the Manhattan Center, where we did not hear the final attendance figure, however. But we did hear that there were reports saying that Jr. and the King were falling asleep during the show, however, and were not impressed with what was going on in the neck of the woods. But up in Brooklyn, meanwhile, they had 15,990 show up with Booker T, Corey Graves, and, of course, Michael Cole checking in. And that, of course, led us to our first segment of the evening involving Stephanie and Shane McMahon before Vincent McMahon decided to show up. Uh, yes, the chairman of the board, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, VKM, if you will, Vinnie Mac himself showed up, Power. And, of course, the fans started chanting, thank you, Vince. Of course, uh, he was not impressed with what the fans had to say. And then he kind of basically crapped all over the fans, however, and including his own kids after getting the plaque. But then, who shows up out of nowhere? But, yes, folks, the Texas Rattlesnake himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin, however. And, well, let's just say Stephanie got out of there before it got worse, however. And, as a result, Shane and uh, Vince, however, well, let's just say they got the old number one salute by Mr. Austin and some beer poured on them as a result, however. And, uh, well, Vince at first did not think this was going to happen to him again. Well, as they always say, sometimes anything can happen and everything does happen. He uh, decided to give his old uh, bosses, if you will, and his boss's kid a good uh, parting shot, Howard, to the fans in Brooklyn. The fans seemed to enjoy this. And as a result, Howard, we saw what happened at the end of the first segment. Your thoughts about the opening segment of Raw last night? Um, my thoughts on the opening segment, what a start, a beautiful start. It was, it really was. I mean, the fans were uh, going crazy when Austin came through the curtain, the glass broke. Uh, do you think Vince had a ch- I mean, had every right to heal on the fans the way he did, despite the fact he was given the plaque? Because in my opinion, I mean, I don't know if he was just playing the character, uh, during this whole thing, or he was just acting civil and he decided not to play the character. I mean, part of me was torn on this. Personally, I think he deserved the award, but if he was playing the character, I can understand why he was uh, healing on the fans, but if he wasn't playing the character and he started healing on the fans without the character role, I think that was kind of BS if you ask me. It really was. Yeah, it was. And speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a quick reminder, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk more about the aftermath of last night's show, and we will also talk more about the big startling scandal that has rocked the WWE core, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check it out. Of course, Gerard T. Smith will be with us tonight, along with yours truly, giving you the news at 9 o'clock. John will have the birthdays and dates, and today is a very historic day for a reason, and John will explain why, however, in the history and dates today, ladies and gentlemen, so you don't want to miss that at 9 o'clock tonight. We should have have a great show. Line up for you. Call ID is one three eight zero five five pound. Tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a triple header lined up for you beginning at six thirty p.m. with Outside the Ropes. We'll talk about the latest sports, music, politics, and movies. One four one three eight seven nine at eight o'clock. We will have an interesting debate. I'm sure. However, Gerard, myself, Michelle, and the rest of the gang, where I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, big upcoming Royal Rumble takeover this Saturday night in Philadelphia, if you will, and of course the whole uh, WWE 25th anniversary in general. We'll, I'm sure share thoughts on that, and then we'll recap SmackDown for you again tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, which will be coming up in just a little bit, less than an hour from now in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., at the MCI Verizon Center, if you will, not far from John's neck of the woods. In fact, I'm sorry, you're not at the show tonight, John. I thought you would have been getting tickets to that show. 
But yep. uh, that being said, it's going to be a very interesting night. Of course, there's going to be a lot to talk about, I'm sure, tonight for the Go Home Show, heading into this Sunday's Royal Rumble. And speaking of Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Revolution this coming Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, for a very special edition of the Royal Rumble Prediction Show. Join Chad, myself, Gerard, and the rest of the gang, give you their thoughts and predictions for the Rumble. And who knows, a better two might be made as well coming up this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, from there, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the opening matchup of the night, ladies and gentlemen. It was an eight-person tag involving Asuka, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Mickey James taking on Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose with the uh, coke-sniffing hoe, if you will, however, the Wednesday Adams of the WWE, as I continue to call her that, none other than Paige, and as a result, Asuka and company win. But afterward, however, Asuka decided to have a little... Uh, Let's just say um, plan of attack against her fellow competitors, if you will, and laid out everyone in her wake showing that she means business and she could mean business this Sunday in the Rumble in Philadelphia. John, your thoughts about the opening match of the night? Uh, That was a good match. It was indeed, and I would say right now you have to almost say at this point, and I've said this for weeks on end, I would have to consider Asuka the heavy favorite going into the Rumble this Sunday. We'll see what she does, obviously, however, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Then we go backstage, however, to an interesting segment involving Angle and a referee when all of a sudden, who should show up but Jonathan Coachman, followed by Harvey Whippleman, the Brooklyn Brawler Steve Lombardi, Teddy Long, Brother Love, and then who should show up, however, but everyone's favorite, yep, the boogeyman. You guessed it, however. And as a result, he decided to give the coach a little uh, present, if you will, however. Your thoughts about this backstage vignette? Well, that was crazy. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree. Personally, I think it was a little hokey, if you ask me, however. But uh, to see Brother Love how on there, I mean, was it me or was his face, I mean, just totally full flush of embarrassment, I mean, with the way he was. I mean, I don't know why they even had to have him on the show, considering the fact he wasn't a real big factor in the early years of Raw, unless you take a look back in the late 80s into the early 90s. But personally, I don't know why they even brought him to the show. I mean, this was just sort of a big, big, I think, mistake on the WWE's part. I think they really kind of dropped the ball on that. But as far as Whippleman Brawler, I can understand why. Teddy, of course, made sense. And, of course, who could involve the coach and the boogeyman. But then we go from uh, Manhattan, uh, Brooklyn, if you will, all the way over to Manhattan, and then we saw John's favorite. Yes, folks, the dead man himself, if you will, have quite a bit to say, however, and he said in his promo, and now on this sacred ground, I declare for all those who have fallen, it is truly time you rest in peace. Now, the question I have to ask you, John, is this. Is this the final chapter of The Undertaker? Have we seen the last of The Undertaker? And if not, however, does he plan on competing at WrestleMania against John Cena? as we said all along, and are they waiting to wait till after the Rumble to make the big announcement? I mean, what's your take on this whole thing? Wait till after the Rumble. Certainly, certainly I would agree there, but overall, what were your thoughts about the Taker coming out into the Manhattan? It seemed like the fans were giving him a decent pop. He was one of the few guys that got a fairly decent pop, however, mind you. I just wish they could have given him more more time to talk, you know? I agree. I would definitely agree. It seemed like how a lot of people... We're uh, I agree with you on that. And the thing that really surprised me, there were a couple things last night how, that WWE kind of left in, and I'm surprised they left in considering it was TVPG. Like when the Taker came out, the fans started chanting, holy you-know-what, however. They let it cut in, however. I'm surprised they didn't bleep it out or blurt it out. 
but uh, he decided not to do that. Then we go backstage to another segment, and this time we have everyone's favorite beer-drinking, car-playing boys, the Acolytes. Yes, folks, John Bradshaw, Layfield, JBL, and his good buddy Ron Farouk Simmons were playing cards with Heath Slayer and Rhino, when all of a sudden, who should show up but Ted DiBiase, however, and decided to get into the game. From there, JoJo, of course, announced Tower, the next uh, participant, if you will, however, which was some of the best GMs of the past, Tower, including Eric Bischoff, who got a good pop, William Regal, and then everyone's favorite person, Mr. People Power himself, the strawberry watermelon blue tie man himself, John Laryngitis, if you will. Yes, folks, Johnny Ace, if you will. But then, who's going to get the biggest pop out of them all? But yes, everyone's favorite, however, Daniel Bryan, Mr. Yes Man himself, was in the Barclays Center, and of course, the fans went crazy, which led us to our next match. Roman Reigns with his boyfriends, if you will, the Miz Taraj, Bo Dallas, the hippie Dennis Hopper wannabe, and the Axeman Curtis Axel taking on Roman Reigns for the IC title. As a result, however, surprisingly, however, Miz won the match despite the fact that at one point, however, he tried to have his uh, flunkies help him. John, your thoughts about the Miz becoming now an eight-time champion, defeating Roman Reigns despite the fact the referee tossed the Miz Taraj back to the uh, locker room moments before? Uh... It's like always, Miz always has to find a way out. Yes, he did, and he definitely found a way out here, Howard, and now he is now an eight-time champion. I mean, I thought this was a good match. I just didn't like the ending. Of course, as you know, I mean, like John, I'm not a very big Miz fan, of course, never have been, never will be as much as some people are on this show, however, in all of our shows, like Michelle and Gerard, and I respect their opinion, but once again, it just goes to show you that Miz doesn't have the ball to fight uh, by himself, how he has to have someone help him, or he has to do it by himself, uh, has to have help doing it his way, however, and we saw here, obviously, the referee did not see that last night, and I thought that was kind of crap, they could have saved this match till next week, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case, however, from there, we go uh, backstage, however, again, however, and this time, however, we see the APA, however, add some more players to the table, including Jimmy and Jay Uso, Natalia, Jeff Hardy, and yes, Everyone's favorite ball and boy himself, MVP. Your thoughts about this segment here? What a party! Well, what a party that was! It was, and it seemed like Slater was having a tough time uh, trying to win poker the entire night. We'll tell you why in just a few minutes. But from there, we go back into the ring, however, and this time we're in the Barclays Center once again, and we see everyone's favorite. Yes, folks, the Peak Nation. It was rocking when they saw this, however. It turned out to be Captain Charisma, Christian, believe it or not, hosting this segment. And as a result, however, he decided to introduce the tag team champions, of course, Jason, uh, the jackass Jordan, and of course, Seth, the architect freaking Rollins, if you will. Seth got a pretty good response, however. Jordan, on the other hand, did not get much of a response. And Jordan was actually one of the most booed in the night, however, one of the most Boot superstars the entire evening, if you ask me, here in the Barclays Center. What were your thoughts about this before Seamus and Cesaro decided to show up? And, uh, well, let's just say caused a little trouble and tension between the tag champs, however, which saw Jason Jordan lay out his partner, however, or basically Seth Rollins, however, lay out his partner by mistake. I mean, what's your take going into this matchup coming up on Sunday? Well, I don't think they let Jordan get an award in an edge lot. No, they didn't. And every time he tried to speak, however, it just seemed like he was really getting. He, I mean, he's sort of like if you remember what Roman got did last year, however, the night after WrestleMania. Any time he tried to speak, like you said, however, I mean, any word edgewise, however, he basically got the fans turned against him. The fans really gave him a tough time, and I can understand why. I mean, Jason Jordan to me is just. I mean, 
in my opinion, maybe at times how it seems like he's getting over with his uh, little mannerisms and his little quirks and this and that. But I think last night, for the first time, Howard, quite some time, Howard, he definitely had the fans really against him. And, and that's just me saying that. I mean, maybe you, you disagree or agree to that, John. I don't really know. But last night, Howard, it just seemed like he really, really had the fans really hating him. I mean, they really tore him a new one last night. And they weren't really, really, really receptive to him at all by any means. No. No, they weren't. Then we go to another backstage vignette with uh, Charlie Caruso involving your girl, the woman's champion, Little Miss uh, Five Foot God, Blonde Goddess herself, Little Miss Bitch Bliss herself, Alexa Bliss. But then who should show up but the nature girl herself and Daddy Flair in tow? Yes, folks, Charlotte and Ric Flair showed up and, uh, well, let's just say confronted Miss Bliss, however, if you will. And from there, of course, we uh, had a quick uh, video package involving some of the other moments of Raw. And when we came back, however, once again, we saw more people at the uh, poker table, this time involving Titus Worldwide, Dana Brooke, however, Miss Alexandria York 2.0-1991-2018, if you will, Apollo Crews, and, of course, Big Daddy himself, Titus O'Neil. But, of course, that led us to another segment, however, which went went to the Manhattan Center this time for this next match, however, involving uh, Woken Bray Wyatt, or Matt Hardy, excuse me, versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, as a result, this match only went six minutes long, but in the end, Bray Wyatt ended up pinning Matt Hardy here. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup as we uh, went back to the uh, Barclays Center for the first, or not the Barclays Center, excuse me, the Manhattan Center for the first match, first time of the evening, however, involving a match here. Yeah, that was the first time that a match was held on Raw since February 1997. Yes. Well, I thought the match could have been better. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I, I thought so too. I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, I've said this before about both of these guys. I just don't think the Matt Hardy Woking gimmick is getting over at all. I think Vince is. Just, I, I think Vince has just lost whole confidence in this whole thing. As far as Bray Wyatt goes, I mean, I think they've got to do something better with him and start to get behind him and doing something better with him soon. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what else they could do with him. But as far as Matt Hardy goes, the piano music and the no, whole. No, you don't see me. The whole laughter thing, however, nope. involving the uh, Woken thing is just absolutely hokey. It's ridiculous. It's cheesy. It really doesn't entertain me at all, nope. if you ask me. But Leave go figure. Now, before we went to our next match, we saw a quick still shot of the Empire State Building, which they lit up in red, which I thought was really, really cool, if you ask me. And then we introduced some of the bigger females around in the WWE, including Nikki and Brie Bella, Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Maria the Miracle Bennett Canellis, Trish Stratus, who got a big response, Kelly Kelly, Lily Garcia, which was really good to see her, and of course, uh, Mama Miz herself, Maurice Howard, looks pretty good, Howard, who just celebrated her 35th birthday just a few days ago. All told, I thought this was pretty cool, to say the least. And then we see a funny segment involving Elias and Chris Jericho in the back, however, mind you. And then, of course, Elias took a cheap shot at Jimmy Fallon, who was sitting in the front row. But then, who should show up but everyone's favorite, Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect himself, John Superman Cena to save the day. And as a result, the fans, well, let's just say, got a little rowdy, if you will. At one point, however, Cena said, however, that he saw a beach ball in the crowd being tossed around before the fans uh, started uh, chanting beach 
baseball, however. And as a result, we've seen before, however, what the security have done with the beach balls by taking them away and deflating. And as a result, the fans kind of gave the security guard, whoever popped the beach ball, took the beach ball away, the old familiar you-know-what chant, however. But from there, Elias and Cena got into it with each other, and then afterwards, Elias picked up his guitar and took a cheap shot at Cena with the guitar after hitting a low blow. Just when it looked like Cena was ready to get the upper hand on Elias after what had happened just a few weeks before in Chicago on Christmas night. Your thoughts about this thing? Oh, Elias getting redemption for what Cena did to him. Yes. Do we, do, could we see a match maybe with these two? Possibly, maybe, uh, maybe as early as uh, WrestleMania. There's been talk they might have a match at WrestleMania, but at the same time, we could see what could happen this Sunday in Philadelphia between those two. You never know. But it seems like everyone is. Uh, I mean, whether you like him or not, however, I mean, and I'm still in the mixed minority with Elias. It seems more and more Elias is getting over with the whole walk with when he's saying uh, WWE. However, he's saying it's now no longer WWE, but it's simply walk with. Elias. I mean, what's your take on this whole thing? Walk with Elias? Yeah. I, I'm like that, too. Yes. And would you say, uh, also, too, it was smart to see uh, Jimmy Fallon stay in the crowd rather than getting involved in the Because I thought at one point Jimmy Fallon was going to get involved, however, with Elias, however, in the ring before Cena came out, especially when Elias addressed him. But then uh, that wasn't the case. What were your thoughts about the female uh, big names coming out there, like the Bellas, Kelly, Kelly, Maurice, Jackie, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Trish Strass, and all of them. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Yes. Yes, I would agree there. And uh, some of those women, of course, looked very good. Of course, uh, again, uh, I did mention some of the names that were there. Then, of course, we go to our next match, however, mind you. But before we do, however, who shows up but the world's strongest man back on television for the first time in a long time, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, however, mind you, we uh, then saw everyone's favorite, yes, folks, the whole train, if you will, in the form of the Godfather, however, introducing himself to a woman, introducing Mark Henry to a woman named Olivia. Henry then shook hands with Olivia, and, of course, Godfather informed him that was actually his wife, believe it or not. What was your take on that whole ordeal? Uh, that was funny in more ways than one. I would agree. I would definitely agree. Now, there has been some talk, however. I'm not sure if that was actually really his wife or not. I'm going to see if I'm going to try to find that out right now, if that was actually his real-life wife. If it wasn't, however, it was someone else, I'm sure. But I think it may have been his real-life wife, however. Like I said, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, nope, that was not his wife. Uh, he's been actually married to a girl named Denise since 1984, and he has four children. So there you go, folks. Uh, that is uh, his uh, story, however. In fact, however, believe it or not, him and his wife have four children. He also attended the University of Nevada where he played football. And believe it or not, now he owns a strip club called Cheetahs, believe it or not, in Las Vegas. Does the Godfather. So there you go. Uh, he's also 56 years old, better known to you also as Kamu Mustafa, Papa Shango, or Rocky Las Vegas, of course, the Godfather. Six foot six, three twenty five, trained by pretty boy Larry Sharp, who made his pro debut in nineteen eighty nine, however, in the old USWA territory. And actually at one time, uh before he did the Papa Shango character, he uh did a brief uh role as Sir Charles, believe it or not, making fun of Charles Barkley and then changing his name over to of course Papa Shango, among other names, if you will. So there you go, some little back history on the Godfather. So that was not actually really his wife, if you will. So there you go. Uh, like I said, so there you go. Anyway, that leads us to our next match, of course, which was Titus Worldwide. However, 
Hold on a second, I'm just doing that. There we go. Okay, sorry about that. From there, we uh, go to the next segment involving then uh, Titus Worldwide and Apollo Crews defeating Heath Slater and Rhino. Eventually, none of these guys won, but then who should show up but everyone's favorite tag team? And this was a surprise to me because not one time during the entire evening did they announce any Hall of Fame recipients. And I thought they would have announced something here, but I guess they wanted to wait till next week since they're going to be in Philadelphia to announce it. However, as a result, Devon and Bubba Ray, the Dudley boys, well, let's just say Dudleyville became uh, a happening again in Brooklyn, if you will. And as a result, they decided to put Slayer through a table after they were wondering... Which one of these guys, Titus, Apollo, Heath Slater, Rhino, would take the table spot? As a result, Slater ended up eating the table here, however, as a result, however, and became, well, let's just say, the victim. Your thoughts about this segment here? My life thoughts about this segment? I thought it was spectacular. I could have sworn that all two of the Dudleys would have whooped some butt on all four. See, I thought they were going to bring in Spike, too. I mean, I thought originally when Devon and Bubba Ray were coming out, I thought they would have brought Spike or something like that to make it more nostalgic. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case here, and I don't know if they got in touch with Spike or Spike had no interest in showing up. But, uh, yeah, when the Dudleys came through the curtain, you could just tell the fans were absolutely going bonkers. They were happy to see them back on television for the first time in quite some time. And the Barclays Center just definitely marked out for them. Speaking of marks, ladies and gentlemen, we then go backstage once again, ladies and gentlemen, involving uh, another segment. However, this time Charlie talks with AJ Styles. But who should show up, however, to, well, let's just say, have a little fun with AJ and, well, interview AJ, however, was none other than one of the greatest announcers of all time. Yes, folks, I'm talking about Mean Gene Okerlund. And as a result, Mean Gene had a little bit of fun with AJ Styles, however, even though AJ started out the segment by kind of a... Having a little fun with Mean Gene, it kind of uh, changed all, changed a few moments later when Mean Gene decided to have uh, his uh, little uh, piece with AJ. What was your thought about the uh, AJ Mean Gene segment? Oh, the AJ Mean Gene segment? <laughs> that was very comical and it funny. Was. It, was little, it was a little funny, I agree. I mean, even though he tried to act like Hulk Hogan, referring to AJ, however, and then, of course, me and Gene was wondering what he was doing, however. Then, of course, the tables were turned on Gene, or AJ, if you will, when Gene decided to take over the interview center uh, and then uh, basically interview AJ for his upcoming match this Sunday, of course, in the two-on-one handicap match with uh, KO and Sami Zayn, if you will, or as he liked to call them, uh, I forgot what he did call them, however. But anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, up next, ladies and gentlemen, we go back to the Manhattan Center once again for the final time of the evening. This time, however, who should show up but Triple H and Shawn Michaels uh, having a little fun with the crowd as D-Generation X, ladies and gentlemen, was in the building. They got a pretty good response, if you will. As a result, however, from there, we saw what happened when all of a sudden, however, Shawn and Hunter decided to say, well, they didn't come alone, however, and they brought some friends with them. And as a result, they did bring some friends with them in the form of X-Pac, Road Dog, and of course Billy Gunn. And then who should show up, however, if you will, however, to join the party even more, however, was one of their fellow clickmates, if you will, however, the bad guy himself, Scott Hall, if you will, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Uh, John, before we get to the final little bit of this uh, encounter, however, uh, let's get your thoughts about this segment. Uh, that, that was a moment in time. <coughs> well, it certainly was, no question about it, and we saw what uh, happened after that, of course, then we saw Finn Balor, Gallows, and Anderson show up, of course, and then that led us to our, well, let's just say one of our main events of the evening here at the Barclays Center, however, 
involving the club and, of course, the DX duo taking on the revival of Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. This only went two minutes long. This didn't last very long. As a result, however, we saw the end result with the revival getting well. Let's just say the world treatment, if you will, from not only D-Generation X, but from the club as well. And as a result, we saw the end result with uh, the club and, of course, D-Generation X uh, well doing the two-sweet symbol together, all in the ring together. Your thoughts about this thing? Um, oh, man, that was sweet. It was indeed. I would agree. It was definitely a mark-out moment. For Finally save the Manhattan Center. <laughs> I think that was only one of the few good things in the Manhattan Center the entire night, really. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the Manhattan Center really had a tough time all night long with the crowd. I mean, the fans really were getting restless. I had heard, however, they really weren't uh, into the show that much. But when uh, DX came out and uh, kind of tried to save the show, they kind of did a little bit, if you ask me. But like I said, in the end, however, uh, they saw what happened, however, mind you, involving the whole matter. However, I thought it was pretty cool. I would agree. No question about it, however, mind you. And uh, like I said, however, uh, it was definitely, however, uh, like I said, however, it'll be uh, very interesting, to say the least, but like I said, it was really, really cool, however, to see those guys uh, uh, basically all in the ring at the same time, especially with Finn, Sean, Hunter, X-Pac, Road Dog. It was really, really cool. And even Razor Ramon, Scott Hall himself. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, I do have an update on the Enzo Amore story. And this is just coming into me just a few minutes ago, John. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. This is what I just heard moments ago. Uh, Timothy J. Eckstein, an attorney representing Enzo, issued the following statement that was made by Enzo's Twitter page earlier this afternoon. Over the past two days... Philomena Sheehan has made multiple public accusations against Eric Arnett, also known as Enzo Mori with WWE, including allegations of sexual misconduct concerning an October 2017 incident in Phoenix. Mr. Arnett fully and unequivocally denies these accusations. He is cooperating with authorities in this matter and looks forward to having it resolved in a timely matter. Neither Mr. Arnett nor his counsel will be making any public further comments on this matter. Your thoughts about uh, the comments made just moments ago by uh, Timothy J. Eckstein, one of the attorneys of Enzo Mori. Wow. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree there. And and right now, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, however, ladies and gentlemen, it is official, yes, Raw did score a 3.01 rating. Up from 220 the week before, they went up to a 3.0 this week. No, we're not making it up, folks. We're telling you the legit truth, however. And uh, speaking of which, how one of the people that was not on Raw last night, I want to get your thoughts before we continue on, John, was Lita was not there. Apparently she said, I may not have made the guest list, but at least I made it on the chair, however, mind you. However. But also the one person that was kind of really not happy about the whole thing was Randy Orton's wife, however, about the whole ordeal, mind you. And as a result, however, this is what I uh, she said about the matter. Before we do, however, this is, uh, like I said, however, they said, however, uh, like I said, however, there were loud boos at the Barclays Center when DX and the Taker were at the Manhattan Center said they should have been more up front of the going where. At one point, there was a loud CM Punk chant in the building, they said, and one beach ball in the crowd. Uh, but this is what Randy Orton's wife had to say about Randy being excluded from WWE 25. Can someone please explain to me how at Randy Orton is not on the 25th anniversary show tonight? He's been on more episodes of Raw than anyone besides Hunter, Sean, Taker, Kane, and Cena. Impressive list, right? So why not Randy Orton? He's had some of the most memorable moments in Raw history, too. He's also on the promo pick, but wasn't on the show. 
just doesn't make sense to me. Your thoughts about the comments by Randy Orton's wife? It should have been there on Raw. Uh, I agree. I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, I don't know uh, I mean, how he was excluded from that show. I just don't get that. I would agree with you there. No question about it. Uh, I think WWE, like I said, I mean, I understand certain legends had other obligations like Bret Hart, like Edge, like Kevin Nash. I understand that. Uh, one of the things I will say, Howard, and we've talked about, you talked about this quite a bit over the last week, so we even talked a little bit about today, or not today, I should say yesterday on Raw Radio, was uh, some of the other big names that should have been on there. Like I said, I understand Bret Hart had an obligation to take care of something. Edge was, out of the, I think, out of the country at the time. Kevin Nash could not make it, even though they had advertised him, Howard, and he was supposed to be there before his knee surgery. Uh, happened a while ago. The one name that, again, and I've talked about this one name, and I, I think they're going to save him for WrestleMania, how it looks like more and more now, however, is Hulk Hogan. I mean, Hulk Hogan should have been there last night, in my opinion. It makes only sense. I know they're trying to get him back in the fold, and they're trying to work things out with the Hulkster, but for Hulk Hogan not to be there last night, I, I didn't get it. I just did not get it at all. I thought it was arrogant. I thought it was, I'm going to say childish, but I think it was absolutely stupid that WWE would not pick up the phone even though I'm trying to patch things up with Hulk and Hulk's trying to patch up relationships with them. They would even pick up the phone and give him a call. I mean, I thought it was just absolutely totally narcissistic of them, just like Randy Orton not being invited to Raw. I think it was narcissistic of them not to invite Hulk Hogan. I also think it was pretty narcissistic that they would not invite, um, let me think, who else would not be there? Uh, The Rock, they would not do a video package of The Rock. I thought unless The Rock had a prior engagement, and that's understandable that The Rock didn't have a prior engagement. I was really surprised they kind of did not dodge him. Uh, who else can I think of here that really should have been there last night? Let me think here. Um, they could have done, you know what they should have done, and this is just me saying this, and I'll say this tonight even on Revolution. If they were smart, they could have taken time out unless they did it before the show, however, on the pre-show, and maybe if not, maybe they'll do it on the DVD as an extra. They could have paid a moment of silence in either the Manhattan Center or in Brooklyn, however, to all the people we've lost over the last 25 years of Raw, whether it be guys like Eddie Guerrero, China, uh, Chris Candido, Doink the Clown, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. They could have done something like that. That would have made sense, but no, they did not do that, and I thought that was totally, totally crap. They wouldn't do something like that if you ask me. Nope. Anyway, we then go to the uh, final segment of the evening, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. However, and of course, it involved a crazy wild brawl involving Brock, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, trying to keep the peace between Brock Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane. Uh, we saw what happened. How, at the end of the night, Strowman, of course, uh, was happy that uh, Lesnar went down. How, after he was uh, basically power slammed. Uh, through the table, referring to Brock Lesnar by the big bad beast himself, uh, or should I say the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Uh, John, your final thoughts about the uh, closing of the show live in uh, Brooklyn. I almost said Manhattan, I meant to say Brooklyn. Um, in Brooklyn, yeah, that that was the one of the craziest nights if I ever... Yeah. The Braun standing tall was a perfect way, and that's the perfect way to draw with Braun. Certainly, certainly, no question about it. No question about it, Hawk. And uh, I would have to agree there. This, this, this to me, like I said, I mean, could have been a lot better if you asked me. I mean, I just really was thinking that this one really should have been done a lot better if you asked me. However, and like I said, how this was, 
it, what it, it is what it is, you know, as I as we always say, however. But uh, overall, however, I thought that this show could have been just a little bit better. If you ask me, again, I was really surprised about the uh, rating, if you ask me, however. And like I said, I don't know. It's just Maybe it's just me thinking that, if you ask me, but that's the way I saw it. So overall, uh, there we have, folks, our thoughts of uh, the 25th anniversary of Raw. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I originally had this show at a 7.5, almost close to an 8, but then the last little bit kind of dropped it back down for me a little, quite a bit. I'm going to give this about a 6.5, maybe a 6, 6.5 to almost a 6 and 3 quarters out of, near 6 and 3 quarters out of a 10, 6, and, excuse me, 6 and 3 quarters out of 10, if you ask me, just short of a 7, uh, if you ask me, what is your final grade of this show? 7. You're going to give this a solid sense. Okay, there you go. How are you? Uh, I would, so there you have it, folks. Uh, those, are your, those are your thoughts. How are mind you? However, oh, jeez. How are This is pretty fun. What? Sorry about this. Oh, this is this is pretty funny, huh? I'm just watching this video right now. Ah, uh, my up. Ah. Uh, this is pretty cool. Hold on a second. Uh, but folks, uh, there you have it, folks. However, uh, uh, but uh, there you have it, folks. However, uh, those are our final thoughts overall. However, uh, uh, like I said, if you're, I, I think we're, I know we're having a little bit of a tough time here, John. Because I think John's out and about right now, but John will be back with us, of course, at nine o'clock. I'm here. Still okay. here. Well, we were having a tough time here, and we don't know if you're out and about. That's why we're having maybe a tough time hearing you a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm I give this a seven. So you, uh, yeah, okay, so you gave us all seven. Okay. So there you have it, folks. Uh, some interesting uh, thoughts from John and myself, however, as far as last night's Raw. Like we said, folks, uh, this was this was a very interesting show, uh, shall we say. It definitely was very unique, shall we say. A lot of people had their own opinion about the show. Um, from there, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk now about, uh, from the, um, excuse me, from the shows in Manhattan and also, uh, Brooklyn, if you will, to Philadelphia. Yes, folks, the site of this week's Royal Rumble. And, John, coming up Saturday night, we got a great show lined up, however, with the big matches being, of course, Shayna Baszler and, of course, uh, who am I thinking of? Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. And then, of course, we got the big title matchup, the big main event, however, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling himself, trying to become the Rocky Balboa of the new generation, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, he will be defending, or not defending, excuse me, he will get his chance, if you will, to go after the NXT world title, however, held by Andreas Sin Almas, if you will, led by his manager, Selena Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad. That is going to be a very, very unique match. You can bet on uh, this Saturday night. And, of course, who could forget the big other matches that will be on the card this Sunday, including the Extreme Rules match between Aleister Black and Adam Cole. And, of course, the big tag team extraordinaire, however, between the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly going up against the former champions, Ackerman and Rezar, the authors of Pain. That is going to be a very good match, I can tell you right there, however, as that will be an intense battle in tag team competition. Overall, from top to bottom, you got these four already on the card, however, who knows what else we'll see on the card, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll tell you right now, however, from top to bottom, once again, NXT looks like they're going to put on a solid show, however. 
But uh, the two matches I am really looking forward to seeing, and these are the matches I think that will really catch my eye this weekend. Obviously, the big title matchup between uh, Sin Almas and Johnny Gargano is going to interest me, I think. And I'm really looking forward to that Ember Moon Shayna Baszler match. I know Ember Moon just became the champion a few months ago uh, by winning that big fatal four way in November in Houston. But now she's going up against a very dangerous person in the form of Shayna Baszler. The question is can Baszler pull off the upset and become the new champion? Also, speaking of UFC, ladies and gentlemen, there has been talk, uh, according to reports early on, however, that we might see a familiar face, ladies and gentlemen, possibly either this Sunday or possibly uh, in the next few months, however, in the form of Miss Ronda Rousey. Yes, folks, Ronda Rousey could be making her debut, however, very soon in the WWE. John, your thoughts about TakeOver and what uh, you're looking forward to seeing on Saturday night in Philadelphia? I'm looking forward to see the... NXT title match. Yes, and the big question is, can Johnny Gargano pull off the Rocky Balboa moment of a lifetime? Can he be the biggest underdog of them all, just not even less than a year after being broken off from his partner of uh, DIY, Tomasio Chiappa? Can he pull off the upset of a lifetime and become the new NXT champion from the man who won the NXT title from Drew McIntyre back in November in Andreas Sin Almas? I'll tell you what, folks, it is going to be very interesting to see if that will happen. But right now, I would have to say at this point in time, I think Johnny Gargano can do it. I mean, I've been saying Johnny Gargano's praises over the last month or so. I think he has a great, great chance of becoming the new NXT World Champion. I think he can pull off the upset. The question is, will he be able to do it? Well, we'll have to wait and see, folks. But I'll tell you what. Hold on to your seats, Howard. Sean likes to say, hold on to your butts, because this week at the Wells Fargo Center, this Saturday night, this Sunday night, this next Monday, and a week from tonight, it is going to be a party in the city of brotherly love, let's just say, because not only are the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, folks, and uh, getting a chance to hopefully win their first ever Super Bowl, but also, folks, the city of brotherly love is going to be celebrating their big-time way with cheesesteak, the Liberty Bell being wrong, however, and yes, folks, Things are going to be taken to the extreme level, if you will, however, no pun intended, in Philadelphia, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And that is going to be very interesting because this weekend, folks, it is going to be the place to be, however, as we got a lot of events coming up this week. And speaking of Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you right now that this week, however, that's right, this week, however, at the Icons of Wrestling event, however, located, however, if I can just try to find it, uh, like, ladies and gentlemen, however... You will see the following superstars coming up this week at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, will be Sting, Corey Graves, Scott Hall, Mark Henry, Dean Malenko, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jerry the King Lawler, Ron Simmons, Booker T, Hornswoggle, Lex Luger, Vader, Molina, Mean Gene Okerlund, the Steiner Brothers, Terry Runnels, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, Tammy Lynn Sitch, Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, Tony Atlas, Teddy Long, Missy Hyatt, Hacksaw Butch Reed, Ace Cowboy Bob Orton, Pretty Paul Roma, Barry Orton, Shelley Ariel Martinez, Velvet Sky, The Boogeyman, Steve Mungo McMichael, Bully Ray, Abdul the Butcher, Teddy Long, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags, The Nasty Boys, The Honky Tonk Man, Billy Gunn, The Warlord, The Barbarian, The Powers of Pain, Hugh Morris, a.k.a. Bill DeMott, Mr. No Laughing Man, Super Crazy, the franchise Shane Douglas, Teddy Long, excuse me, Teddy Hart, I know he's supposed to be there, uh, Virgil, 
Ricardo Rodriguez, and Justin Credible are just some of the names that you will see this weekend at the 2300 Arena at the Icons of Wrestling Convention Fan Fest. And that all gets underway at 10 o'clock in the morning this Saturday. So if you're in the Philadelphia area near Swanson and Rittner Street, the home formerly of the ECW Arena, now known as the 2300 Arena, be sure to check it out this Saturday night. Uh, uh, if you're in the Philadelphia area, from 10 to 7, tickets, I believe, are still available, however. And then on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, before the Rumble, if you're looking to do something a few hours before the Rumble or you're on your way to the Rumble, however, uh, however stop by the arena before you get a chance, this place, before you go to the uh, Wells Fargo Arena and check it out. How The hours from there will be 9 to 4. So, folks, if you're, in, like I said, in the Philadelphia area, be sure to check it out this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be awesome, to say the least, however. And uh, I'm just trying to find some information on this event, however, mind you. So please bear with me. I'm trying to see, uh, like I said, how we have heard that is the lineup, however. And we can tell you right now, we're going to try to get, uh, we understand that I believe two of the, uh, uh, let's see here. Hold on, I'm trying to find this out here. Uh, I just saw it a second ago, darn it. Uh, Where is it? Crap. Uh, Okay, here we go. Well, we can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, hold on a second, that coming up, however, uh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Okay, hold on a second. Let's see here. Okay, uh, like I said, it will be happening this weekend, folks, so be sure to check that out. However, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm trying to find some other news that's going on, however, and uh, I believe there's a couple other big names, however, that will be there this week. I've also heard one of the other names that could be there also, ladies and gentlemen, is former WWE wrestler, um, let's just see, where, oh, here we go, there will be a live dark after dark show, folks, this is what I was telling you about, okay, here we go, uh, coming up, however, uh, this, here's the story, however, Jake the Snake Roberts autograph and a photo op will be 20 bucks a piece, same with Tully Blanchard, JJ Dillon for an autograph, you will be charged $15, as then $20 if it's a photo op, Sunday, of course, Pat Patterson will be there only, however, uh, on Sunday. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night, however, if you're not going to the TakeOver show, be sure to check out this event, however, just around 8 o'clock at the After Dark show in solo acts between Jake the Snake Robertson, Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, ladies and gentlemen. The charge for those uh, the, the, the solo acts, I believe, total is $75. So there you have it, folks. Again, the prices are listed as follows. For an autograph and a photo op with Tully Blanchard and Jake the Snake Roberts, you're being charged 20 apiece. For J.J. Dillon, for an autograph, it's $15. For a photo op, for only one photo op, it's only $20. For Pat Patterson, it's $20. And that, again, will be held only on Sunday, folks. Not Saturday, but Sunday. So if you're in the Philadelphia area, be sure to check that out. And then Saturday night, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, however, there will be an After Dark show, however, mind you, featuring Jake Roberts and Bruce Pritchard and Solo Axe. The charge for that is $75. You can purchase your After Dark tickets now at thecollectorfest.com. Be sure to check that out. Now, all ticket sales are final, ladies and gentlemen. Just to remind you, final. There will be no refunds or exchanges, and this ticket will not gain you admission into the convention itself. Also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in April, ladies and gentlemen, however, we can tell you right now, however, uh, believe it or not, however, on Friday, April the 6th, ladies and gentlemen, 2018, at the Sheridan New Orleans, in New Orleans, however, at WrestleCon, be sure to meet Shawn Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, you will get a chance to meet H.P. Shizzle, 
Unfortunately, however, uh, this is uh, going to be very interesting. Not only will he be there, we understand that Brett the Hitman Hart will be there as well, however, and some of the other legends that I've heard so far that have been booked for the show include the following. Lisa Marie Ron, a.k.a. Victoria Terra, will be there all three days. The Rock and Roll Express will be there, Gibson and Morton, last year's Hall of Fame recipients. And yes, folks, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. But for you Bret Hart fans, however, he will only be there Friday, not Saturday or Sunday, the day of WrestleMania and the day of WrestleMania, but he will be there that Friday. Shawn Michaels, I believe, will also be there only that day as well. So, folks, those are just some of the... Um, Excuse me. Those are some of the names that will be appearing, however, at WrestleCon coming up in April in New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen. I believe we'll be getting more information as we go along and find out and let you know who will be signing autographs that very day. However, in fact, right now I'm just looking at the stats right now, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering, um, let's see here. I'm trying to find out who else is going to be there. Okay, here we go. I am looking at some of the other names right now, and here are some of the names that you will see there at the Russell Klein event this year, besides Shawn Michaels and Tommy Dreamer. Bret Hart, as we said, Elisa Marie Veron, The Rock and Roll Express, Velvet Sky, Ric Flair, Barry Windham, J.J. Dillon, Bill After, C.W. Anderson, Bret Hart, Sid Vicious, Ken Shamrock, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Ted DiBiase, Mick Foley, The Steiner Bros, Rick and Scott, uh, Accent Smashes, Demolition, Road Warrior Animal, Molina, Mr. Wonderful, Tony Atlas, Steve Mungo McMichael, Kevin Nash as of now, Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, Al Snow, Sean Waltman, uh, Scott Hall, Layla L. Uh, Emma, believe it or not, will be signing autographs in her first WWE post appearance there that day. Uh, Kelly Kelly will be there, D'Lo Brown, Madison Rain, Brooke Adams, Mr. Kennedy! Medusa Michelli, Eric Bischoff, Ronnie Back the Mac Mac, Allie from TNA, Sienna, uh, Jazz, uh, Ronnie Mac's wife, SoCal Val, Rockin' Robin, uh, the sister of uh, our good friend Mr. Michael Sam Houston will be there, Stevie Ray, Gangrel, Sabu, uh, let's see who else here, I'm looking to see who else, Fabio Vega, uh, Jose Estrada, if you will, Juventud Guerrera, uh, Christy Hemi, Gail Kim, Rosa Mendez is planning to be there, winner, Larry the Axe Henning, Bob Bourne Jr., Bob Sparkplug Holly, John Cena's old man, uh, Rebel, Shane Douglas, the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Charles Wright, Leaping Lanny Popo, uh, you're going to like this one, John, James the Nerd Ellsworth will be there, believe it or not, Honky Tonk Man, Butchwa- Bushwhacker Luke, Lawrence Wago, Teddy Long, Daffy, formerly of uh, WCW, Francine, uh, Billy Gunn, and Tammy Lynn Sitch. So those are some of the names you will see at the big WrestleCon event, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in April at the Sheridan in New Orleans, however, on WrestleMania weekend. And in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, where it will be held again, ladies and gentlemen, it will be at the Sheridan New Orleans Hotel, however, on 500 Canal Street, ladies and gentlemen, not far from the Superdome and very close to the Smoothie King Center where the Hall of Fame will be that Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, as well as TakeOver Saturday night, followed by Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday, the day after the day in the days following WrestleMania. So, John, it looks like New Orleans is going to be a place to be again, however, with all these autographed people who are coming to town. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. It is quarter to eight, ladies and gentlemen, so let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Caller IV one three nine nine two six pound, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some other hotels to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. However, if you are coming to New Orleans, however, for WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen, the Sheridan is still, uh, like I said, it's not that far away from the Superdome, very close by. However, and Bourbon Street is very close by. So uh, that, as well as the Smoothie King Center, how I believe uh, that hotel has not been sold out yet. But I can tell you right now that the Drury Inn and Suites on eight twenty Point Dre Street, however which is very close, however, to the Superdome and the Smoothie King Center, has sold out. So if you're looking to stay there, folks, you're out of luck, however. They have sold out all their hotel rooms right now as far as that goes. And as far as the Hilton Garden Inn and the Omni in New Orleans, however, I believe they have an Omni in New Orleans, but I know they do have a Hilton Garden Inn and also the Sheridan Hotel, which I've walked past before, however, as well as some other big-name hotels, including the Hotel Monolone, just outside of Bourbon Street in the French Quarter. They are still having rooms available, however, but I would start to book those uh, hotel rooms very, very soon or in the next few days, however, folks, because I can tell you right now, if you don't, how you're going to be, you know what, out of luck, however, uh, if you don't get those tick, uh, get uh, your room reservations booked in right away, as well as your plane tickets as well for the big show. Believe me, I should know. It was pretty crazy. When I went down there four years ago and the hotel we stayed at, we were lucky. We stayed right on St. Charles Street, which wasn't far from the Superdome. In fact, we... Uh, could take a trolley over to the Superdome, which was about five minutes away, but there are times we could walk all the way down to Bourbon Street, and the French Quarter was like a nice five-minute walk, too. So everything was close by, but I'll tell you what, folks. New Orleans is a happening city. If you've never been there or if you live there, how you know what I'm talking about, but if you've never been there, folks, it is a party town, no doubt about it. The food is incredibly good. I can recommend a great place to eat, two good places to eat, actually, I can recommend. One of them is called Bubba Gum Shrimp that has some of the best shrimp I've ever tasted in my life. And another one, however, that is really, really good, however, uh, if you're looking for a good early breakfast morning meal, however, instead of having uh, eggs, sausage, pancakes, uh, French toast, and all that, however, you might want to go down to Bourbon Street, however, and check out this uh, little uh, dinky cafe. I wouldn't say dinky. It's a very unique cafe. It is called the Café du Monde. They have some of the best French donuts you ever want to taste with powdered sugar on them. And if you're looking to cheat, however, for one day or at least for a couple days, however, and looking for a good breakfast uh, that will get you started in the morning, however, that is a place to try, however, down in New Orleans. Again, that is on uh, Canal Street and Bourbon, near Bourbon Street, if you will. It is called the Café du Monde, if you will, however, that have some of the best French bayonets, a.k.a. donuts you ever want to taste. And if you're in the quarter still, however, mind you, and you're doing some sightseeing, however, and want to... Uh, explore the quarter in Bourbon Street uh, for like a lunch or a dinner. I would recommend Bubba Gump Shrimp's Place. How they have some of the best uh, tasty shrimp and po' boy sandwiches I've ever tasted in my life, as well as good jambalaya. That is absolutely incredibly good. Zatarans, I highly recommend it. It is absolutely to die for. I had a couple bowls of that and a couple uh, po' boys on the the first time I went down there four years ago, and it's a shame I'm not going again this year down to New Orleans. But I'll tell you what, folks, if you're looking for a good place to eat, however, and really check out how those are the places I would highly recommend if you're in the Big Easy. No doubt about it. Uh, just a quick reminder also too, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, however, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that coming up, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have for you uh, a very special edition of Top Heel Inc., 14562. 
Gerard and I will be back in the top heel chairs, if you will, huh, giving you our thoughts about the past and current of heels. And then we'll be back with Wolfpack Radio, ladies and gentlemen, 13521-pound, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be very, very unique, if you will, however, as uh, we will be uh, doing the Wolfpack show this Thursday. So, folks, that's what we got for you uh, coming up this week. Hopefully also this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will know later this week, however, mind you, about a big, big thing coming up, however. That'll be uh, very unique on Saturday Night Raw, and I've done it before, however, with uh, NXT, however. But that's all I'm going to say right now. We don't know yet if that's going to be confirmed to us yet or not. But hopefully we will be doing that this Thursday night. Or excuse me, not this Thursday night. This Saturday night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And that'll be very unique. If we do that, we will definitely let, that, let you know later in the week. So, folks, stay tuned. We will keep you up to date if we... Uh, hear anything else, we will let you know right away, but I'm telling you right now, I'm hoping to keep my fingers crossed that Gerard and I will be back this Saturday night, however, calling the NXT TakeOver show live from Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, you will have the uh, dynamic duo calling the TakeOver show on what should be an exciting night as well, and as we said this week, folks, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight, tomorrow night, pretty much all the whole week, as well as Sunday, so folks, it is going to continue to get better and better each and every day here on the TalkShoe Radio Network. Uh, on that note, how we're going to kind of cut it loose a little early tonight, Howard, because we started early, Howard, it only makes sense. Um, and, uh, I don't have anything to add. So. I was just going to ask you what you were going to say. I was just going to ask that, Sean, if you have anything else to close with. Howard. No, I don't. You I don't, don't have okay. anything to add. But I, do, so. I do, but I know tonight, Howard, when you do our birthdays and dates, Howard, there is a very historical date you'll mention, I'm sure, tonight, however. And like I said, I think you know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about that later on here at 9 o'clock. Folks, we'll also talk about last night's Raw. Oh, Saturday. yeah. So, I'll see you later, J.D. All right, we'll talk at you at 9 o'clock. Thanks a lot, Sean. And that was the Human Suplex Machine. John Gross leaving us now, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank him for coming on the line with us. Uh, again, folks, we're going to have a great show lined up for you tonight. We'll talk more about the aftermath of last night's show, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we will uh, tell you uh, what is uh, also going on, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, be sure to stay tuned to that. Of course, we will have, I'm sure, a boatload to talk about tonight, including more about the Enzo Mori scandal. That is uh, right now one of the bigger topics in wrestling right now, among other things. So, folks, join Jordan and myself with the local news headlines at 9 o'clock, followed by birthdays and dates, and John giving you that information. So, folks, as we take you out tonight, we're going to play another song for you from the movie The Greatest Show, which I had a chance to see this past weekend. i got to tell you what, folks. If you're looking for a good musical or a good movie to really take out your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, out to uh, uh, see sometime soon. I would highly recommend this movie. I had a chance to see this by myself on Sunday morning. This was an absolutely great movie, and it's a shame it is not up for any big awards at the Academy Awards next month because I think it deserves it. But I'll tell you what, folks, the soundtrack is amazing. It makes you want to tap your toes and what makes you want sing out loud, and uh, we're going to play another song for you from that movie right now. It is entitled From Now On. So, folks, here's a little you Jackman for you from now on, however, as we close out the show for you. We will talk to you again next week as we resume our show and wrestling visit with one of number episode number 105 with hopefully the King, a.k.a. Doc Brown, joining us back in the Time Machine show. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you here at 9 o'clock. We hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And again, as always, however, Stay tuned, however, because you never know what we're going to be capable of. So, folks, on that note, for the Human Suplex Machine, this is the Iceman, Jared D. Jerome, saying so long from ringside, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. Have a good night, everyone. And now, here's a little huge Jackman for you as we close out the night.
Blinded by From now on, watch waited till tomorrow starts to let it promise in me start like an anthem in my heart from now on. Praise my name. The tones of someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their cheers. A crazy speed of always needing more. But when
Stay with us, folks. We're just trying to get some things done here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.